Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, the podcast where we take animals you see every day, animals you've heard of, and animals you didn't know existed, and break them down in a single episode. Our goal as animal lovers is to spread knowledge and awareness about the creatures we share this floating rock with. We hope you learn something new. Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. And what are we talking about today, Julia? Today we're going to be talking about the lovebird. Now, our original plan was to do the lovebird the week of Valentine's Day, but due to uh, some uh, sickness and scheduling conflicts, we weren't able to, so we'll be releasing it the week after Valentine's Day, but that is the reason we are doing the lovebird. So the lovebird is actually a type of parrot, and it's actually one of the smallest types of parrot, and they are found in Africa, specifically in sub-Saharan Africa, in forests and savannas um, and areas like that. And there's also a species that is found on the island of Madagascar. So the lovebird uh, species can be divided into two prominent groups. So there's the ones that have white eye rings, which are the masked, the yellow collared, the fishers, the black cheeked, the Niasa or the Lillians. And then there's those without an eye ring, and those are the peach-faced or rosy-faced, the black-winged or the Abyssinian, the red-headed or red-faced, uh, the Madagascar or gray-headed, and then the black-collared or swinderns. So those are all the different types of lovebirds. But as it goes with a lot of other animals that we've talked about, they're all close enough that we can uh, talk about them in a very general sense. The biggest difference is mostly going to be coloring and sizing. So the lovebirds, like we talked about, their biggest difference is in color, and they come in various amounts of color. So there are some with the eye rings that we talked about with around their eye, and they can be either white or black, so they'll just have little rings around their eyes. And besides that, they're mostly green in color with a couple of uh, additional colors on them, such as reds and orange and pinks, um, and even some blues that come on their tail and wings. Um, but I mean, when I look at them, I would describe them almost as like the color of a mango. That's what they look like to yeah, me. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good comparison, I think. <laughs> and then as far as sizing goes for the lovebirds, like I said, there's kind of a range because there's so many different species scattered across Africa. Uh, typically most lovebirds fall in the range of five to seven inches in length. And then they have a wingspan of around nine inches. Uh, and they are, they do not weigh very much. They weigh one point or one and a half to two ounces. And because of that sizing, they are actually some of the smallest parrots in the world. Uh, they have a very, they have a more stocky build. And then compared to other or most parrots, they have a short tail rather than a longer tail. And they usually have a, a larger, sharper beak than other parrots do. And then just jumping into uh, its actual diet that it has, uh, like most birds, it eats things such as uh, fruits, vegetables, grasses, seeds. Um, and then there are some species like the black wing that actually eats insects and figs. And there's actually a specific species, that's the black-collared lovebirds, that have a special diet of native figs, and therefore people uh, can't have them as pets because they have to have these figs from the specialized location. 
And and as for what eats the lovebirds, uh, it's mostly larger birds. So you're thinking typical uh, falcons, hawks, eagles. There are plenty of them across Africa, so that's usually the typical predators of it. And then occasionally you will get snakes. And this makes sense, too, with a lot of tree-dwelling snakes that there are. Uh, if a bird happens to land on the wrong tree or a snake is patiently waiting, uh, there easily could be a snack for the snake. And so I'm going to go ahead and jump into the courtship of these animals, which is exactly why they are called the lovebirds in the first place. So it is all because when a male and female mate, they mate for life and they are in love, as you would say, because they are called lovebirds. So the male will actually try to woo the female in the first place. And he does this by bringing her food and feeding it to her. And he also does this by cleaning her. Um, it's called a preen. It's where they clean their feathers. So the male will also do this to the female. And then when this actually happens in order to mate, he will do kind of a little hoppy dance while making some clicking sounds. And then the two will mate together. And then usually about a week after mating is when the eggs start to get laid. So the female will start... Uh, being in her nesting box before the eggs are laid. Uh, and then once the first egg is laid, a new egg is laid uh, almost every other day until the clutch or the collection of eggs is complete. And it's usually around four to six eggs. Uh, and lovebirds are a species of bird that even if there's no mating involved, they can still produce eggs. They are unfertilized eggs, but they are still eggs. And then the mother will incubate the eggs for about uh, 20, 25 days, somewhere in there. And then during all this, this is where you really start to see the strong connection. The male will help the female by feeding her, uh, bring her plenty of food. Since she can't move from the egg, she has to keep incubating them. And the female also becomes very aggressive. Uh, you will see this uh, as just, it's just a way of protecting. Some birds will up and just fully abandon nests. Uh, the female lovebird will get very aggressive defending her eggs and her nests. And then the lovebirds will reach sexual maturity at about 10 months old. And then lastly, the uh, lifespan for lovebirds is about 20 to 30 years in the wild. And that's pretty typical of a lot of parrots. If, if you've ever owned a parrot or you know someone that owned a parrot, parrots in captivity can actually live even longer than that. They can live almost twice as long as that. There have been some parrots in captivity that have been known to live to 60, 70, 80 years old. So as far as their uh, behavior, they do live in small flocks together sometimes. Uh, you can see them living in kind of like a community neighborhood area, while some they just pair up with their mate, and the, those two will live in a nest by themselves together. So it kind of just depends on, like again, like we said, what species, their situation, and stuff like that. And like most birds, they are very noisy. They have a lot of communication, uh, you know, with their chirps uh, and their tweets, as we would say. Um, they can change them vocally to, you know, warn off predators, uh, defense uh, in a loving way. So it all just kind of depends um, on the bird itself. And then getting into population size, Julia kind of touched on one of the species of lovebirds. Uh, but the species of lovebirds are kind of all over the place on the, uh, like, uh, the scale. So uh, some of them are listed as vulnerable, uh, while there are some that have no data. So we, we're not sure. We're not 100%. There are... Uh, six species that are listed as least concern. 
there are some that have in, there are some that have endangerment concerns. For example, the Fisher's lovebird and the Nyasa lovebird are both near threatened, which is uh, one step closer to endangered than the other six species, so least concerned than near threatened. And then the black-cheeked lovebird, which is the one Julia talked about earlier, is the most endangered because of their diet. It's so uh, focused and specialized that they are the uh, most endangered out of all the other lovebirds. And then the biggest problem uh, and possibly the highest concern for the lovebirds is actually drought. Uh, so they, they re- like most creatures, they rely on water. And a lot of parts of Africa are drying up. And this is driven by long-term climate change. So it's drying up a lot of uh, the water sources that the flocks rely on. So that's probably one of the biggest threats to the lovebird populations. And just to kind of finish out this episode with some fun facts that we have on them. Uh, these birds actually make great pets. They're actually uh, fairly common pets uh, in the United States. Uh, they are very... Um, expensive birds they uh, have a lot of upkeep so i would not recommend it as a just a pet for any person you definitely have to have experience you know previous bird owner and stuff like that and they also because of their they're very highly social uh it's actually recommended that you usually get two at a time you get a pair uh just because they're like i said they're very social and the 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 bond that they make with their partner is so crucial to their well-being uh, that it's usually recommended that you do get a mated pair. And we've talked about the connection between, you know, the mated pair. Um, And when the pair actually does get separated or one passes away, the other one shows uh, behavior of like grieving and depression, much like anyone would if they lost their spouse. And we can see this a lot with mammals, especially. Um, But to see it in a bird is it's very uh, not typical, really. And I mentioned this earlier, how the uh, male will actually feed the female, especially when she is um, during the incubation period. But after long separations or stressful periods of time, the pairs will actually come back together and feed each other. Uh, Once again, just showing the love and connection that they have for each other, it just kind of uh, reestablishes their bond and their love between the mated pair. And then the last fun fact I have here is that um, aggression is not uncommon in the species, Uh, especially if you have them as pets and you try to place them with other birds or you try to introduce a new love bird that it did not come with, they can act out and be very aggressive. Um, and they are very aggressive. Like we said, the females are very aggressive when uh, she is during the incubation period and protecting her children. Um, and then the most known aggressive species is actually the peach-faced lovebird. And that about wraps up everything we have on the lovebirds. Like I said, we're doing this for Valentine's Day. We thought it was a very fitting animal for uh, this time of year. Uh, Make sure you tune tune in next week where we're going to be talking about the North American raccoon. I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.